Welcome to Inspire Her Health, your podcast for all things her. We are a one-stop shop dedicated to inspiring you to live your best by providing the latest tips, tricks, and stories from leading experts in the industry. Our mission is to bring women just like you together in an inspiring community to enhance your mind, body, and life in the healthiest way possible. Welcome, sister. You're in the right place. This is where you belong. So let's begin. This episode is brought to you by our favorite superfood company, Energy Bits. Energy Bits are tiny nutrition tablets that contain spirulina and chlorella algae. These algae tablets are safe, pure, and packed with over 40 micronutrients and plenty of protein. These fast, easy, convenient raw tablets can be swallowed, chewed, added to smoothies, salads, trail mix, or other healthy snacks. Now, not all algae is created high quality, but at Inspire Her Health, we trust and stand behind Energy Bits tablets because they are the only algae brand sold, endorsed, trusted, and used by doctors, nutritionists, and wellness professionals nationwide. They are also endorsed by over 50 Olympic athletes and professional athletes. So whether you're an athlete yourself, a mom like me, working professional, wellness buff, or somebody in between, these superfood tablets are sure to help improve your immune system, energy, focus, hunger, beauty, nutrition, and overall health. Visit Energy Bits website to learn more and order your LG superfood tablets today. Go to www.energybits.com and use the promo code INSPIREHEALTH for 20% off. Once again, go to www.energybits.com and use the promo code INSPIREHEALTH for 20% off your order of these amazing algae superfood tablets. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Inspire Her Health podcast. I'm Christine Nicole, your host, CEO, and founder of Inspire Her Health. So on today's episode, we have business strategist, Holly Haynes. Now, Holly traded working 60-hour weeks and used her corporate experience and master's in business to create a biz to help women do the exact same. So today I asked Holly to really dive in to the topic of procrastination and really break down why we do it, how to tell if we're doing it and how to really stop doing it. So we can actually get stuff done that we've been wanting to get done. Holly gives us some amazing actionable tips and tricks to help us manage our time and plan out our days so we get the most out of our schedules. So whether you are a businesswoman, a busy mama, or somebody striving for more, this podcast is a must listen. So ladies, grab your pens and notepads and get ready to dive in all around procrastination and time management with Holly Haynes. So welcome, Holly. So excited to have you on the show with us today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. So excited to chat with you. So I would love for you to just tell our listeners a little bit about you, who you are, give them a background story and kind of how you got started with your coaching business. Yeah. So my name is Holly Haynes and I actually 
work full time. So I have a nine to five. Um, I have twins who are six, almost seven. Um, and I have a full time coaching business that I built in very small pockets of time. And so I'm very passionate about sharing um, how I did it, but also just encouraging working moms and just moms in general that you can definitely do something you're passionate about and find times to do it. Um, and my tips and tricks that I share, while they do relate to sort of building a side hustle while you're working, you can really apply to anything um, because everyone is looking to be more efficient and do things that they love. Um, and sort of how I got started, everyone's like, well, do you just wake up and become like this coach or like, how does that work? Uh, and so the story that I love to tell is when my girls were little. Um, so I have, I have twins, but I don't have any kids prior to that. So it was like new mom. Now you have two babies and you're going back to work. And I remember like sitting in this, I was doing strategic consulting and I was sitting in this like really old building because sometimes consultants don't always get the best like seat in the, in the office and there was no room to go pump and so and I was nursing and so I was like carrying this bag and I was really tired and I'm sitting in this like old room with like a twin bed in it like I don't even know what the room was for like and I was just like there has got to be a better way like there has to be a way where I can, you know, do something that I love. And when I'm leaving the house, I'm not getting this like icky feeling. It was like this weird moment where I was like, okay, you've got to figure it out. Um, not to mention I was really tired and just burnt out. Um, and so I started, you know, you start where you start one place and you end up another place, but I started as a wellness coach. Um, I was working to just lose the weight and I really just wanted to feel better. So I wanted to, you know, obviously to have more energy, to be able to like keep up with all the things. And I was like, okay, the one thing that I can control is taking care of myself. And so I just, I had had that moment, like sitting on that yucky twin bed, like, okay, like I've got to do something. And so I did. Um, and then slowly, but surely I sort of got the hang of it and then wanted to share, you know, my story with other women so that you know, I, you always wish that somebody would tell you about something once you figure it out. And so I was sort of on a mission to do that. And then everyone kept asking me, well, how are you fitting it in? Like, how are you fitting in working and being a coach and, you know, obviously having a family. And so I, I started just very organically sharing it and it kind of just ended up to where we are now. So just kept building. <laughs> So you started as a wellness coach and then you went into more of the business aspect? Yeah. yeah. I still actually do the wellness. So I still run, I call them accountability groups where we do like a morning Zoom workout together and we follow a nutrition plan, um, mainly because that is what drives everything for me. And I, I actually just talked about it um, on Instagram today on my stories because I feel like so often we forget that like self-care drives everything, right? So if you're trying to build a business, if you're trying to be a good mom, if you're trying to do something new, like if you're not confident, if you don't feel good about yourself, um, if you don't have the energy, like it is the crux of all things. And I, I truly, truly believe that. So whenever I'm, I'm coaching my clients or coaches on my team, I talk a lot about like, what are you doing for yourself? Because if you take care of yourself, um, not only does it build confidence, uh, it, it helps you focus more and you feel better. So, so yeah, that's where I started. 
See, I love how you meld the two together because you're so right. You see so many uh, co business coaches that just focus on the business aspect. And then, you know, you get the, the fact where people burn out because they're not taking care of themselves. So that's yeah. so nice that you have that amalgamation of them both. It's such a holistic approach to the whole thing. Yeah. I really think it has to be because there's no way that you're going to be able to build a business and still do, you know, whatever your priorities are, whether it's family or, or whatever it looks like unless you are taking care of your, like you just won't be able to, like I could give you all the tips and tricks and tools and systems, but if you're burnt out and exhausted, like it's not going to matter. And people know that, like they can see it in your, in your, like the vibe that you're giving off. And um, so I, that's a huge belief for me. Yeah, I totally agree. And you can totally see it. Like I've, I know business women, like have a couple of friends that are, are coaches and really successful ones. And you can see when they're so busy, they've taken so much on their plate and you can, you know, that they're not eating healthy. They're not exercising anymore. They're not doing that self-care and you can see it in their face. Like they're, yeah. they're trying to put on this persona. Like I got it together, but they just don't. Yeah, you can't, you can't yeah. pull it off. I'm telling you, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> you can't hide that. that. Well, thank you for sharing your story. And, you know, I am so excited about this topic today. Uh, for the listeners out there, you guys are going to get so much out of this too, because I know we are all so guilty of it. And I really wanted to just have a really deep conversation all about procrastination uh, and just really focus on, you know, why we do it, how to stop doing it and just kind of dive into it so that we can be more productive in our days. And I know it doesn't matter if we're business women or we're moms somewhere in between, you know, we've got, that's a big thing. Like, you know, trying to find more time to do stuff and not putting up the task, putting off the tasks that you have to do is so important. So, so let's dive in. And my first yeah. question is for you is, uh, why do you think that we, even like, I think a lot of us do the procrastination, but we don't even realize that we're doing it. In your opinion, why do people procrastinate? What, what is the thing yeah. behind that? So procrastination is actually scientifically a form of stress. Um, and if you think about the procrastination loop, you procrastinate, you get more stress, you put things off, you do it last minute, you feel really good. And then you start the whole loop over again. Um, so you're most likely procrastinating because you're, again, my opinion, but I actually think there is there, I know there's some scientific um, backing behind this that you're do you're, you're putting something off. So you either don't want to do it. Uh, you think it's going to take too long. You would rather be doing something else. You're trying to hide something. So a lot of times we think about like, I talk about being busy or being productive, like doing laundry is busy, but is that the most productive thing you can do? Like, could you go a couple days without doing laundry? Probably. Or from like a business perspective, like answering emails is productive, but is there something that is, you know, more focused on getting your goals? Like, do you have to answer your emails for four hours a day or can you go in for 30 minutes, set a timer, answer your emails and be done? Um, and so it really is, I think when I heard this, I was like, wow, I'm never going to look at procrastination the same again, because it, it truly is a form of stress and it causes more stress. Uh, so it really is almost like a, a warning sign or an awareness sign that you should look for. And if you are procrastinating, you should just pause and think about like, why are you putting this task off? Why do you not want to start it? And then walk through it. 
Um, and I will say, honestly, like I was looking at my to-do list today and I was like, oh man, like it was, it's a doozy. And so I just, I literally cut it in half. And I was thinking about like the one thing that I didn't want to do, it literally took me 15 minutes to do. Like I spent more time procrastinating and worrying and like, oh, I'm too tired. I'll do it later. Or like, I should just get, just get it done. And so thinking of it as a form of stress, I think it's just a, like a game changer statement um, in how you look at it. That makes a lot of sense. You know, I was a while ago, I was looking into like how to be more productive and something I, I stumbled upon was the correlation between procrastination and anxiety. Mm-hmm. Like there's a huge correlation there and they're yes. saying that it is a form of anxiety. If you're one it of those is. people that does it a lot. Yeah. I actually did a podcast, um, about anxiety and procrastination was one of the topics. And it's like, it's like that loop. Like you get really anxious about not doing something and then you continue to procrastinate and you'll like justify it in your head, which is exhausting. And then you just keep going. Like you just keep, you've got to get out of the loop. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it's, it takes less time doing that task than actually worrying about doing it. That's yeah. Like- and I will say like, if you're listening and you're like, well, that's great that it's a form of stress, but I don't really know what to do. I um, will set a timer. So I'll tell myself, like, you can use working out as an example. Like you're procrastinating. You don't want to go for a run. Just do it 10 minutes. Most of the time you will keep going. And then if you don't want to keep going, you at least prove to yourself that you could do it for 10 minutes and you're 10 minutes further than where you were. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I try to like put some, some boundaries around it if I'm trying to get out of that loop. I like that tip. That's a really good tip. You know, even if it's just a small time block and you get through it, it feels mm-hmm. good through it. Mm-hmm. Motivating factor. What are some signs that we could be procrastinating for people that don't even realize that they're, they're doing it? What are some signs? Yeah. So I call them the three S's. I call them, um, snacking, scrolling, and snoozing. So most people will hit snooze cause they don't want to get up. Um, scrolling is like doing something other than the task, which most likely is scrolling social media, um, or shopping. <laughs> That's another S. Um, <laughs> But yeah, you're wait you're you're busy, but you're wasting time, right? You're not doing something productive. And then snacking, uh, that's a big one for me. Like I'm an emotional eater, and when I'm I'm like, oh well, I'll just have a snack, and then I'll I'll come back to it, or I'll literally be sitting and eating like while I'm supposed to be doing something, which is a bad habit. Um, so typically, those are the three that that pop up the most for people. Yeah, and you know, I am so guilty of first the first one you said like the snooze hitting the snooze button I've been trying for years to wake up at five (laughs) o'clock I just can't after reading that book the five o'clock club or 5 a.m club yeah yeah I can't love that book it's a great book but I just I that's been my my one goal is to is to get up early and I find that I just it's just I, I go to bed early and I think about it when I go to bed but once once that alarm hits I'm like no. Yeah. It's <laughs> hard. It. it definitely is hard. So what are some things that uh, we can do to stop procrastinating? Yeah. So I think there's a couple of things. Like one is, is obviously just set a timer. So like no matter where you're at in your day, you can just be like, look, I don't want to do this, but I'm going to do it for 10 minutes. It, it 10 minutes is not a, a huge amount of time, but it will definitely help 
get you started. Um, the other thing that I do is it's a method called be, feel, do, have, and it's um, a brainstorming method, but it, you think about like, it's almost like instead of looking at all your tasks and procrastinating, it's like you take a step back and you think about like, well, at the end of the month or year or whatever, like who do I wanna be? Like, what do I wanna have? So like physically have, how do I wanna feel? So like, how do you wanna feel at the end of the day? And then what do I need to do? And what it does is it, it's just like a couple of simple questions, but it aligns you back to like, okay, I thought I had to do all these things. I don't wanna do them. But by the way, if I do these two things and I'm gonna to get to that, that goal that I had, I wanna feel this way. Like I wanna be this person. I wanna have this thing. And these are going to get me there. So it kind of is like a motivating technique. Um, and then we, we talked about time blocking a little bit, but a lot of times people plan way too much in their day. Um, they think like, oh, I have the day off. I'm going to be able to get all these things done. Well, you're, you're not because one, you have the day off and your brain is already like, oh, I want to relax. So you're already like working against yourself. Um, and then like things come up and most people don't schedule in breaks. They don't schedule in time to eat. They don't schedule in that like random phone call that you get um, or that like rabbit hole that you go down with whatever you're doing. And so I use time blocking to really visually see like what I can put in the day. And it actually helps with procrastination because it sets these like little mini goals. And so like I do a, a lot of my work in the morning before everyone's up. And I know like I have to be done with like whatever task I'm doing by 7 a.m. And it sounds crazy, but like I have an hour. So I know like if I procrastinate, like I'm just like screwed on that for the rest of the day. So I really try to use time blocking so that I can visually see like I can use this hour for this and this hour for this. And then by the way, I don't have any breaks. So I got to work some breaks in and you can see like what you can fit in um, and what you can't. And then I would say, it's almost like a reward system. Um, some people call it the Pomodoro method, but it's setting breaks after you do something. So it's like 20 minutes, take a break, 20 minutes, take a break. And it might only be like five or 10 minutes, but then after you do that four or five times, then you get like a two hour break. And some people are like, wow, you're going to block out two hours and, and take a break. But can you imagine how that would feel? Like if you worked so hard and got whatever you needed to get done, and then you had two hours to do whatever you wanted, you will totally do it. Oh, yeah. um, so like it's today's Friday, right? And so I like time blocked my day, but after this interview, it's four o'clock here. Like I don't have anything planned the rest of the evening. So like that was my motivation to get through all of my tasks today. Cause I knew I wouldn't want to do it on a Friday night. I like that. I really like the reward system at the end. Something to look forward to. Now yeah. a question about the time blocking. Do you set alarms to keep you on track? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I just use my phone. I think there's actually, someone was talking to me the other day. I think there's like an app you can download on your laptop, which I, I don't do. I use my phone or I have an Apple watch and um, I'll just hit 20 minutes and go. Um, if you're working full time, I would encourage you to keep your meetings for 50 minutes because that way you have 10 minutes at the end to like take a breather. Um, which helps a lot too. So you'll see a lot of coaches and things like that. Their meetings will be like 45 or 50 minutes, which one focuses you to be super efficient because you got to get through it. And two, 
you then get a 15 minute break um, at the end before your next meeting. Yeah. To recharge. And that's yeah. important. Yeah, for sure. What about um, deadlines? Do you set deadlines for yourself? I do. Um, yeah. I set deadlines for everything. Um, I don't know if you have to, I, I think deadlines are more goal um, focused for me. So like I'll sit down at the end of the week, like on Fridays, I sit down and say like, okay, here's everything that I thought I wanted to do this week. Where did I end up? And then that sort of drives, I try to take the weekends off. And then on Sunday nights, I'll sit down and set like my goals for the week ahead. Um, so I do set deadlines in terms of like, if I'm running like business tasks and have things coming up or, um, even from a family perspective, like, you know, we might set deadlines to do certain things, but I try to, to go back to that B field do have, I try to do it around a goal so that I know, like, if I hit this and this is how I'm going to feel and this is what we're going to have, which is more motivating than like, oh, you have to get this done by noon on Friday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, I know we talk about procrastination and a lot of people think it's like a negative thing. Is there any, any positive with, with procrastinating any as positive aspects with it? Would you say? Um, I mean, if you're procrastinating, I would think of it as a, a warning signal. So if you're listening to this podcast, you now know that it's a form of stress, which you now know you need to sit and think about like, why am I procrastinating? Like it's your body, like, giving you a, a signal that you need to adjust something. Um, so if you know the, the signs, then you know that you can adjust, which kind of gets into like anxiety and knowing the signs of when you're starting to feel anxious um, and, then, and then adjusting uh, appropriately, um, maybe as a positive. Yeah, well, it's a good way of looking at it, you know, like a warning signal because it probably yeah. is. I mean, I've got yeah. there before where I've started to feel like I was burning out. It was taking too much on. And I noticed that I was procrastinating more at that time because mm -hmm. your brain almost shuts off, right? Like mm -hmm. you shut down. So that, that's actually a really good point. I really like that. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, and like, I think you've, you might've already answered this, but I wonder if there's an, a little, a couple extra, extra tips you can throw in, but you yeah. know, there's certain tasks that we all know we put off right? Mm -hmm. Let's say like weeding the front yard or, you know, doing, doing the laundry or, you know, you know, organizing your, your pantry or whatever it may be, but there's always certain tasks that we don't like doing. Um, what are some ways that we can kind of motivate ourselves and avoid putting those certain tasks off if we know that they're, yeah. So there's a couple ways. So the timer is everything. I'll probably say it 12 times in any question that I get asked because it really does help. So if you have to weed the yard, like weed it for 15 minutes and then move on. Um, but they're actually called looping tasks. And so they're tasks that like show up over and over and over again. It's like that kind of day where you like do all these things. And then that one thing is still at the bottom of the list. And then you like move it to the next day and then you do all these things and then it's still there. So it, it's like a loop, like it's just sitting there and it's not getting done. Um, so you can also set aside like I've seen this with like cleaning and, and I do it um, for my business, like different days to do different things. So like on Mondays, I call them CEO days and I tend to not schedule like any meetings, you know, coming off the weekend, it's really like getting, getting the plan in place for the week. But if you had certain things that went with like, with that, like maybe it's checking emails or 
those tasks that you don't want to do, like those back-end business tasks, like your budget or receipts or whatever that looks like. Um, so you can pick certain days, like in our house, like we do laundry on Thursdays, um, which has made me not like Thursdays, but <laughs> maybe that's not a good tip, but like we try so that way it's not like sitting there every day. It's like you just do it on Thursday and then you move on. Um, so timer, and then I think, you know, thinking about when you can do them and knowing that like, okay, you don't have to do it again if you do it today, sort of going back to that reward system. Um, and then the other thing I would say is, is watch your energy levels. So depending on if you're like a morning person or a night person, like if you have something that you really don't like to do, like you're not going to want to do it at the end of the day. If you got up at 5 a.m., you, you you're not going to have the energy and that's probably why you're putting it off. But if you did it first thing when you woke up and just knocked it out, you would feel amazing when you got it done and you'd be done for the day. Um, so it's kind of like looking at, you know, where do you have the most energy and where can you um, figure out a time where you're going to be most successful with it. I like that. I like how you said, just get it over with because yeah. I, I noticed for me for exercising, I was always putting it off to the end of the day. And then, you know, I get caught up with my son and all these things would happen. And I would just be like, okay, it's eight o'clock. I'm putting him to bed and I haven't even done my workout. Yeah. And you don't want to do it. And you don't want to do it. You just yeah. want to chill, right? You don't want, yeah. you don't want to do it. So it wasn't until I started, you know, doing it the moment I woke up, no, like just water and you know, no breakfast and then working out. Oh, yep. it's just so rewarding to get it. Over it is. Out. And it's like instant gratification. It totally is. Totally is. Thank you for those tips. I think those are yeah. awesome. I know I was like listening and I was like, I can so implement those in my life and I'm going to, especially yeah. the day, like, you know, putting laundry for one day. Cause then it's just, you get it done on that day and that's it. Um, so yeah. yeah, like we're on the topic of procrastination and how to stop really get things done. And, you know, I really felt like it would be great to chat a little bit. You, you wrote a blog post on the inspire her health website about how to find two extra hours in your day. Yeah. And that was such an amazing blog post. So I would love, you know, now that we are like, we've listened to this and we're motivated to be more productive and stop procrastinating. We have all these things that we want to do. How can we get them all done in a day? So if you can chat. Yeah. A little bit so I would go back to, and this isn't on the blog post, but Picking like theme days has really helped me. So like Fridays, I do podcasts. Monday I, is my CEO day. Tuesdays, I write content. Um, it, it just helps me focus so much more. I'm not like switching tasks, which will save you time in general. Um, but the big ones are scrolling. So Instagram and, and, and Facebook and social media are, are big ways to build your business. Uh, but I set a timer and I literally am on Instagram 30 minutes a day and then I'm out and that you have to, you have to do it. When I first started using Facebook, there was actually an app that you could install in your browser. And after you were in it for like 20 seconds, it would ask you like, do you really want to scroll your day away? <laughs> I was like, oh crap. Um, and then if you want to do it for fun, like do it at a time where you are not trying to do other things. Um, scrolling and social media is like you'll get a half hour back i promise you right there um hitting snooze so if you know you're not going to get up at five don't set it for five um because you're not really getting that extra sleep and um or you could get up 20 minutes early and if you don't scroll or snooze you'll probably get an hour right there um 
one of the things I also teach is say no unless it's your top three priorities. So I talk about setting um, up personal pillars. And so pillars for me are like family, um, my business, my job, and self-care. Those are like my big ones. Um, so if I'm really focused on family for the week, let's say, like unless it has to do with that, you could say no. Because so often we say yes, but I'm sure this has been said before, but every time you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. So unless you really want to do it and it really fits with your goals, then you have to say no, uh, which is hard for people to do. Uh, let's see. Single task with a purpose. We talked a little bit about time blocking, but one thing at a time. Um, a big one is only checking your email one to two times a day. Um, I just did this before this um, interview. And so I checked my email this morning at like nine. So first thing, like logging into work, like checking in. And then I didn't check it again until three, um, which some people would, this would like give them a heart attack. I mean, if you have like a contract due or something, like obviously you want to be on top of it, but it allowed me, I spent two hours on email today. I got through it. Um, and I'm not like jumping in and out and it's much more efficient. And my clients know, like I, my goal is to, is to get back to everyone within 24 hours. Um, but most of them know that I check my email most of the time for my business between six and seven in the morning. Like they know that they're going to get a response then. Um, time blocking we talked about, I think comparison goes back a little bit to like procrastinating and anxiety. And that is, like the way you do things is not gonna be how somebody else does them um, and that's okay. And you might be saying no to things that somebody else is saying yes to, but they might have different priorities than you and that's okay. Um, and then the last time is, is more sort of like the wellness piece that we were talking about, but it makes such a big difference. And what the first one is don't eat like crap. Um, because if you're really trying to be, you know, uber productive, you time block your day, you've done all the things and then you're, you know, you fill your afternoon with like donuts and cake from the, the break room, you're not going to feel like doing things after that. Um, so it's really thinking about like how you're fueling your body. And I always say like, you know, so many people talk about like athletes and how they're, you know, they train and they do all these things, but like a working mom is, is pretty hard too. And if you're just fueling yourself with caffeine and, you know, things that maybe aren't the best choices, like there's a reason that you're procrastinating and you're hitting snooze. And so it is, again, it's like looking for those warning signs. Um, and then we talked about this, but setting aside time for yourself and it sounds crazy, but like I said, at the beginning of the podcast, like setting aside time for yourself will actually help you be more efficient later. It's it, like on paper, it doesn't make sense because you're like, well, I'm just giving up a half hour to go work out. But sometimes when I work out, it's like my most creative time and I'll get like all these ideas, which I wouldn't have gotten if I hadn't have had that like moment to process things. And your brain can only process so much. Like you have to have that time to just chill out. Um, and then my, this is my favorite one because I'm like a super neat freak, but do more with less. Um, so you're not distracted, right? It's like the same thing of scrolling or like having a million windows open. But like, if you're sitting down to do something, like just have that in front of you. Don't have like the TV on and, you know, all your checklists and everything, like just focus on one thing. So 
that's my quick list, but I think the scrolling and the snoozing and saying no are probably going to be your biggest bang for your buck. That's a great list. And what you were saying about having all the million tabs open, that is mm-hmm. something I do all the time. And I was just like, the other day I was like, man, do I really need, like, I've got like 20 open. Yeah, it, I it, do it's too. Distracting. It, it's so distracting. That's such a big thing. Also, yeah. I heard too that um, your background on your desktop, if there's lots, if you have lots of pictures and icons and stuff on there, that's not a good thing as well. Yeah. And you know, I always say like, you have to make it what works for you. Like I can tell you all these things that have worked for me and tips and tricks, but you kind of have to make it your own. Um, so if you work really well with lots of tabs, like that's fine. Maybe taking a break and like not hit, not scrolling is like what you grasp onto. Um, so yeah, you have to make it work for you. And do you know if they still have that app, that scrolling app? You know, I was just talking to someone about <laughs> it yesterday. And literally I have to, I'll have to look. I don't remember. It's like when Facebook first came out. Um, and I remember I was, it was building my coaching business and Facebook was like where everyone was at. And I was like, I can't, I cannot be on Facebook this much. Like this is not healthy. Um, and so my team like started implementing this app where it would kick you off after a certain amount of time. So it's like a different form of time blocking. Yeah. They got to have something like that. I'm sure they have it for Instagram now too. Cause you can, yeah. it's like yeah. a black hole. It really is sometimes. It is. Yeah. Yeah. The timer goes a long way. It totally does. Yeah. So, so these, these tips that you gave us, they are amazing. So if the listeners are listening, you might want to pause here and like go get some paper or do some notes on your phone and just, you know, rewind it and get, take them all down. But this, is this, this works for everybody, even moms. Like I kind of want to touch with moms now just because I know yeah. they're struggling with, you know, kids and then life as well. Yeah. So, I mean, I started all of this when my girls were first born. And so, you know, thinking about my morning routine was like how my everything started. Like, so when everyone asks me or anyone asks me like, well, I don't know where to start. Like I will absolutely tell them to start with how you start your day. Um, which not only will save you time and helps with procrastination because you're more confident, but it really is looking at, um, like how, how are you starting your day for yourself? Um, and then it's, it literally feeds into everything else that you do. And so it's so important to really just focus on like starting your day without being influenced by someone else. Mm-hmm. And getting up early, if you can, if it's, if it's available for you and your kids aren't getting up at 5am, like get yeah. up before them. <laughs> I mean, my girls used to get up really early. You don't have to get up at 5am. Um, there are like really easy things you can do, like get up 10 minutes early and have a cup of coffee in silence. Like you'll feel better. It doesn't, you don't have to like work for three hours. Um, And yeah, just thinking about like not getting right on your phone when you get up, like that makes a huge difference too. Like going back to the scrolling, like basically if you get up and you get on your phone, you're letting someone else influence your day. And so if you don't see something positive, then whatever you're going to read is, is what you're going to start your day with. And so I try really hard to not let that happen and we'll read or work out or do something um, so that I'm setting the pace of my day instead of someone else. Oh, I love that. That's so true. It's happened to me so many times. Yeah, it's, it's like part of our culture now. You just get up and you check your phone and it's like, you don't know what to do. Um, yeah. It's, you're talking. 
you can turn it on like airplane mode. And then as soon as you turn it off, you get all those notifications. Right. And it's like, yeah. sent you a message or this, this and that. And it's so hard not to push it. And then as soon as you push it, it's like, you're in, you're there, you're, you're going through, you're doing the scrolling. So I love that. Just do something for yourself first. Yeah. That's so yeah. Important. And I would say, you know, if you're, if you're struggling with procrastinating and even anxiety or just where to focus, like step away from social media, like just take a break. Um, doesn't have to be a long break. I mean, sometimes even like a couple hours, it's good. But if you really are just like overwhelmed, like uninstall the app for a weekend, like it will, it will go work wonders for you. Yeah. Detox, right? Mm -hmm. Social media mm -hmm. detox. Sometimes that's so good to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, especially on the weekends. It's, I mean, it's hard when you have your business, but I'm sure there's a day out of the week that, yeah, you got to set those business hours though. Right. Yeah. And that's the hard thing too, you know, and I'm sure you can relate owning your own business and working from home. It is hard to stick with the nine to five business schedule, right? Yeah. I mean, my schedule is not nine to five, but I have a very strict rule of like, I put my phone upstairs and turn it off at nine o'clock at night. Like I do not, unless there's like some emergency or something going on. It, I very rarely am on after nine. Um, and I don't get on until after I do my routine in the morning. Um, and for the most part, I, I usually work a little bit on Saturday mornings just because everyone sleeps in and that's like my window. Um, but I usually don't work the rest of the weekend. Um, which you, you know, if you work full time and you have a business, like you've got to give and take a little bit, but I have pretty strict business hours of where I'm like in and out. Um, yeah. yeah. And then you have that weekend to spend with your family and just kind of shut your brain off from business mm -hmm. mode. That's so important for sure. Yeah. Well, you know what, Holly, thank you so much for all your tips. Yeah. Like this is one of those episodes where I am going to be listening <laughs> to the recording and then writing these things down because yeah. there's so many things that you gave us today that I know personally I can implement and I guarantee the listeners have got a lot out of it. So I want to just kind of wrap things up and I want to ask you one last question and I ask everybody the same thing and I know you gave yeah. us a lot today, but if you can give us one tip, kind of a takeaway, main takeaway, um, that would inspire our listeners to live a healthier, happier life, what would that be? One tip. Um, I would go back to my morning routine. It doesn't have to be the morning, but do something for yourself when you start your day. Um, it truly changes everything. I mean, it changed everything for me. It's like, I literally started getting up 10 minutes early and now it's like this huge process that I have a coaching business on. Like it, it really does work. Um, and you can do something very, very small and get instant results, um, no matter what you're doing. So I would encourage everyone to get up a couple minutes early and enjoy the quiet, um, for yourself. That's perfect. And you hear, you hear that a lot from some of the most successful people, right? Morning routines are key. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, after you hear it 500 times, you're like, okay, maybe there is a reason that people are doing this. It took 500 times for me to realize it, but, um, yeah. And it's just baby steps, right? That's all it yeah, is. It is yeah. baby steps. Definitely. Don't, don't do the whole thing at once. Start, start small. Great. Oh, thank you so much, Holly. I can't yeah. express how much I got out of this episode. I know the listeners did for sure. And it was an absolute pleasure chatting with you and uh, yeah. 
So I thank you again for coming on the show. And yeah. until thank next you so time, much. you're welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in to Inspire Her Health podcast. If you were inspired about what you heard today, please leave a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. Also, please help us to inspire more women to live their best by taking a screenshot of this episode and posting it on your social media. Be sure to tag us at Inspire Her Health so that we may give you a shout out on our social platforms and thank you for your support. If you would like more tips and tricks on how to live a healthier, happier life, be sure to visit us on our online magazine at www.inspireherhealth.com. And while you're there, we would love for you to join our community where you will be automatically entered in for our monthly giveaways, as well as receive weekly wellness challenges and exclusive content to inspire you through mind, body, and life. Thanks again for tuning in. See you in the next episode.